Welcome, I'm Peter Dow, this is Direct Dow, my weekly conversation on call-in. If you wanna ask a question or make a comment, you can download the app at callin.com. And uh, please don't forget to sign up for my newsletter at peterdow.substack.com. As some of you may know, in the past few weeks, I shifted my focus toward uh, putting more positive energy into the world, doing some mutual aid, just trying to give love and compassion. But of course, as I've said, that's not to pretend we can ever escape the negativity of 24-7 uh, politics. And you know, people who are suffering under this oppressive system don't have the luxury of just walking away. But self-care, mutual aid are important. Giving people mechanisms to cope with stress is important. Being kind and loving and compassionate, that's important. You know, because when there's great grief and anguish and suffering, maybe even especially so, things like music and art and nature can heal us, or at least provide some relief. It's how I've dealt with my scars from living through a war. So in that spirit, I want to talk about hope. Is hope possible in this world? Is hope just an exercise in futility? Or is it an act of defiance? And uh, I posed a question on Twitter the other day, just simply, what gives you hope? And I want to read a bunch of the answers, and then we can talk about it, have a conversation about what gives you all hope. So let me just uh, read through a bunch of these comments. They're actually quite fascinating. General Strike Now, uh, which is an account at March for Progress, what gives them hope? More Americans now support unions by a wide majority. Also, people trying to start unions at Starbucks and Amazon. And the Teamsters and UAW members reclaiming their unions unions from corrupt neoliberal corporate shills, and there will be more strikes. This is what gives them hope. Webhat, at Webhat, what gives me hope is seeing people discover that they can't do it alone, and that together we are truly stronger than going it alone. Uh, an account called Edward Mars, what gives them hope? Children and good adult listeners. Diane M. writes, what gives them hope is the tenacious persistence of life in all its earthly manifestations and that there are always some good people out there who try to leave the world a better place. And that's beautiful. Uh, Peter Hill writes, giving up hope is like bunting with two strikes in baseball. Never give up hope. Make the enemy step to you. Defy the enemy to approach you and be willing to die in the process. Our kids deserve nothing less. Here's an interesting one from uh, an account, Vin Comstock. What gives them hope is the untold sum of hard stolen money the powerful spend to deceive us suggests, at least in their experience, people are actually good and just. Now, there's an account called The Ranting Rooster that has a, a different view on hope. Hope is a form of denialism, they write. Apologies if that offends people but we are a society of technically insane people. They keep doing, and in parentheses, voting in a rigged system that will never concede any power and do it over and over, hoping this time will, will be different. Well, that's one take on hope. Uh, an account called Speak Faithfully responds to me saying, Gen Z being way more radical than I was at the same age gives them hope. Ocean Joker, starting my garden, baby steps. And right after that, D.T. Badger writes, tending to my garden. Planting seeds is an act of hope. 
and caring for my dog as well, they write. Yes, true, planting seeds is an act of hope. Let's see. Um, James at Running Footman writes, music. And I have to say that that's very similar for me. I mean, music definitely gives me hope. Uh, Ghost Rider writes, in the context I think you're asking about hope, just seeing people be reasonable and think for themselves gives them hope. Here's another one. Sandra Conrad writes, I don't know what hope is anymore. Just trying to take things one day at a time. Joshua Black, the resurrection of Jesus, the goodness of God. And the this is a rough one, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way. Account called Roy Matrix. Nothing tangible gives me hope anymore. I can barely make ends meet. And right after that, Gorilla Gluru is the account. I really don't have any, to be honest. An account called Robin, Robin Vestal. Sunshine, dogs and cats, flowers, and people that I love. Actually, and people that love. I read that as people that I love, but that's interesting. People that love. Uh, California National Party uh, at CMP they have hoped that the global neoliberal status quo is on its last legs, and when it collapses, a better world is possible. Dr. Christina Johns writes, feral cats in from the cold, learning to trust, enjoying being loved. That's beautiful. <laughs> Here's one. At F Corporate America is the account. Every time I find something that gives me hope, the DNC finds a way to squash it purposely. Currently, that thing is the wave of unionization. An account called Shell Game says, nothing. Hope is for when you see a better outcome on the horizon, and I just don't. I'm not surprised a lot of people feel this way. I mean, it's, it's just really, really tough out there. Gritty is the way, an account that I like. What gives them hope is the kids who are watching critically, the passion of activists in the streets, the people of my community. Uh, Jennifer writes, people. I count at Jen Bez. Um, it's interesting. The wrong side of history is an account. What gives them hope is the next generation doesn't care about tribalism and materialism that held back progress. Here's one from Donna Plageman. The deep down celebration and value of diversity that resides somewhere in each one of us, if only we are brave enough to rechannel it. Um, Brandon writes, knowing that tens of millions of people around the world know what is right and are willing to fight for it, and nobody can take that away from us, no matter how powerful they are. That's great. That is great. William Jacobs write, writes that what gives them hope is revolution. One word. We're going through a time where it's really, really difficult to find hope. And, you know, I think for myself, and I'll read a few more and then we can start talking. You know, for me, I always, you always ask yourself when there are people out there struggling and suffering and barely surviving and some not surviving, is feeling hopeful in our own way somehow disrespectful of what they're going through? And of course, the first answer is 
you know, no, because no, because positivity is important, and and we need to share positivity and 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 and, and try to work towards something that we believe is better. But I do think it is, it is a valid question. Uh, we we really need to. There, there's a fine line between having hope for the world and fighting for a better world and caring about those who are struggling, and just forgetting that they're out there, ignoring that they exist. And I, I, I regularly tweet a reminder that the kids are still in cages. And every time, and this is from Democrats and Republicans, have kept them in those cages. So every time I'm doing something, I'm playing a piano piece or I'm, I'm doing something that's relatively you know, stress relief or relaxing, I do try to remember what other people are going through because I think it's very important one can have positive moments in life and enjoy a piece of music or some good food or being with a loved one. But at the same time, we always do need to know in the back of our minds that others are far less fortunate. And I think that's a, it's an, it's an important way to live. So, you know, let me, uh, let me stop there and see, I don't know, Stephanie, I wonder if you have some thoughts on this. I appreciate your views. So if you'd like to unmute, that would be great. Hi, everybody. Can you hear me? Yep. Welcome. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, great, great topic, because I, I know, you know, I, I, I myself find that I have days where I'm exasperated by, it just feels like no matter what gains we make sometimes, the, the, the powerful find some ways to turn around and squash it. And the thing that gives personally gives me hope are the the people the, that I follow on Twitter, who no matter how small uh, in number we might be, are 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 just unwilling to to shut up. <laughs> and I, I have so much admiration for people who are capable of being just squashed by the the the, the system who refuse to be uh, terrorized by it, refuse to be silenced by it, refuse to sit down. And I um, was actually feeling a little, little lack of hope uh, this morning. And I thought, how am I going to be participate in the show? I don't, I, I, right now I'm just, I feel hopeless. And I saw a tweet from Joe Biden and I went to read all the comments from all the people I'm following, and I I was just so proud of the fact that the the, the people are are there are people in this world that no matter how much you oppress them and take away from them and make them suffer, they absolutely refuse to sit down and shut up. And and more than anything, those are the people that give me hope. Yeah, when you when you said you saw a tweet from Joe Biden, I thought for a second, "Wow, a tweet from Joe Biden gave you hope." Um, I'm just kidding. I know you pretty well, and I know that wasn't the case. But <laughs> I thought Stephanie has really changed on us here. Yeah, those are tweets from Joe Biden are the things that make me lose hope. Yeah, um, you know, but but yes, that's that's a really good point. I I. I feel the same way about the 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 activists out there. I'm I'm always I always say that I'm in awe of the the sort of relentless persistence 
of people who are out there who just will not give up, believe in a better future, and are working to make that future come to pass. And those are the people who give me hope. But even as as humans in this in this strange and scary and mysterious existence of ours where we don't know what happens when we die or after we die and we're all most of us are scared of it some are not but that but just the mystery of the whole thing and i think it's it's good to be hopeful because hope is really part of faith hope and faith are really interconnected and i don't mean faith in the narrow religious sense but just that that leap that there's something good that will come of all of this. And I think so it's, you know, hope is, is more than just, you know, a better thing will happen tomorrow or things will be less bad, but it's more that spark, that light in each of us, that this existence, this bizarre experience we're all having with being humans on this tiny little dot in the middle of, who knows where and who knows why, that there's a reason, maybe there's something we will eventually know, maybe our consciousness survives in some different realm, and that there's some positive out of all of this. And also, the hope for justice is another one. Now, one of the things that, I, um, that I'm often most mortified and deeply, deeply upset by is is human violence in general, but violence done to children. Um, you know, perhaps because I grew up in a war as a child, but whatever the reason, I don't think there's anything more egregious in this existence and on this planet than an adult harming a child because they are the most vulnerable and they look up to adults, especially parents harming children. And when I see stuff like that, I, 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 I hope for justice, justice in this world, justice in another world. But, but that's, that's what keeps me going. When you see the horrific things that are done by humans to other humans, especially the most vulnerable humans, you, you really, you, you hope that in some way that will be rectified, that injustice will be rectified. Um, I want to just read a few more uh, of these tweets, which are great. Uh, Jack writes, God gives me hope. The kindness of strangers gives me hope. Uh, there's a, an account called the Radical Center, Center Extremist. <laughs> I love that name. They write, in response to my question, what gives hope? I believe or want to believe that young people aren't propagandized by the same establishment machine trickery that allows a small minority of wealthy people and corporations to maintain power under the illusion that they are the only thing standing between fragile democracy and fascism. Here's an account called Balancement that simply says music always. So, you know, maybe at the end of this, what I might actually do, and I did this last week, I may actually sit down and play a musical meditation, um, which expresses my thoughts about hope, uh, probably in a better way than, than my words can do. Uh, this is actually interesting. Climate activist, uh, a called uh, at Lefty Map, ignorance gives me hope. We don't know yet and cannot know yet 
what we may discover in the next few years about how to bring understanding among people and about how to fix the climate. Perhaps we'll find a way. That's an interesting, uh, interesting twist. And Walter, who was on this call, you said, my grandkids. And you wrote, to be honest, not so much hope as motivation to never stop fighting for the future. And Walter, if you'd like to uh, um, speak, that would be great. If you want to get in the queue, and it'd be nice to hear from you. There we go. If you want to jump in, I'd love to hear more about how your grandkids give you hope. There you go. You know, but when, when I talk about my grandkids, it's, it's seeing the world really through their eyes. Mm -hmm. They help remind me of what it was to be very young and full of curiosity and, and seeing the world in, through very different eyes than we do as adults. Uh, and sometimes I'm lucky enough to remember to step back and try to see it as they do. You know, whether it's a flowering bush or uh, bees. I, I plant lavender in my yard to attract bees uh, and be a friend to them because they're so critical to our survival. Um, but, but just being able to see, you know, there really is some amazing stuff in our world. Not particularly man-made stuff, but, uh, but things in nature and, and just... You know, we had a bit of wind here a couple nights ago, and listening to it rustle through the leaves, uh, I won't say it's cathartic, but it is refreshing in a real way. And so, you know, I look to my grandchildren and think that my job is to provide a future for them in which they can flourish. And, you know, I think in some ways motivation perseverance are really just the flip side of hope. So that's pretty much how focusing on them helps me look for the future. No, that's, that's wonder, wonderfully said. Um, it is, you know, I feel that way about my teenager as well. And watching this generation be so aware politically and socially in ways that I couldn't have imagined. I, I learn from my teen every day. You know, uh, things that I say, ways that I perceive the world. And I learn from them because they're incredibly perceptive. So this, this next generation really, um, really provides a lot of hope. So, so thanks, Walter. Thank you for, for being here and, and for sharing that. Uh, pressing myself through music um, is often much more uh, direct and powerful. And that's what I've been doing lately. If you look at my Twitter feed, it's uh, sort of 70, 80% just playing piano. Okay, I'm going to start now. Set myself up at my piano, which is always next to me. And I'm always playing all day long when I feel down. Like, uh, as you said, Stephanie, you can sometimes wake up and really feel hopeless. Um, when I feel like that, I will just start playing. So I'm going to play for you all and thank you for being here and thank you for listening so here we go and i became really enamored with the type of music that was sort of deeply meditated whether classically it's chopin or composers or debussy or composers like that or with more jazz oriented musicians like keith jarrett and others who for whom you know this type of music became an exploration of 
um, just different realms and different spheres, right? You're no longer really in this place when you're having that musical experience. So, you know, this is something that I continue to do and that gives me hope too. It's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to put in words sometimes where, and I'm sure you all feel this, where music can take you. It takes you to a place of hope. It takes you to, if, if you really are transported, people are transported, of course, I'm sure all of you, each in your own way, some by nature, some by substances that take the mind to a different place or open the mind up, uh, some by love, um, some by just being with friends, walking on a beach, being with a loved one, being with a pet. There are so many, or, or giving to others. There are a lot of ways that we touch a different part of ourselves and a part of ourselves that is the realm of hope. You know, somewhere where we all want to go and want to be. So I'm going to read just a few more of the comments, and then we're going to conclude if anybody has any um, observations that they'd want to make. Yes, go ahead, Stephanie. I I love I love that you play your music for us because uh, I just love the piano. And there's just something about your music that reminds me of rain or waterfalls or there's just it's got this water flowing component to it. It's very, very relaxing. And I just I just wanted to thank you because I, I, I really appreciate it. I just thank, it just totally calmed me down. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Stephanie. I I I truly miss being on stage. Um it is an incredible experience. I mean, connecting with you here is great. And, and I don't know if the, those who created Call In, it's a wonderful platform. Imagine that it was for live music. Um, but it's occurred to me lately, every time I do these conversations with you all, and I'm so grateful that you're here and to the people who listen live as you are right now, and, and, to, and to those who listen after the show becomes a podcast. The beauty of the Call In platform is after we have this live conversation, of course, it goes up and it's edited and can be listened to after it's been recorded. So it's really like a live radio show that then becomes a full-fledged podcast. So, um, you know, with this conversation, it's up there. And so more and more I've found that, you know, being able to play music and use this as a way to sort of connect is wonderful. So thank you, Stephanie. I'm glad you enjoyed. And I've heard from others who are who enjoy it too. Scott, you, you are, you're in line for a comment. Would you like to uh, ask a question? You can go ahead and uh, unmute. Hey, Scott. Hey, Peter. Uh, thank you for the music. Yeah. I'm, I'm much more of a, a punk and metal head, but it was nice to get a change of pace. Um, <laughs> well, if I could just stop you right away. I mean, my favorite channel right now uh, that I listen to um, uh, in the car and sometimes to Lilo's dismay is 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 metal um i'll listen to all sorts of bands from pantera to to slayer to on and on and on so i'm really into thrash and metal and death metal anyway sorry that's just an aside no right on right on yeah uh so i wanted to wanted to share what gives me hope and what gives me hope is is very personal uh Go so i hope i don't get too emotional to get through it. We understand. What gives me hope 
is my my mental illness, which sounds counterintuitive. So allow me to explain. Um, <laughs> I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Okay. You get extreme highs, you get extreme lows. And it took me almost 30 years to be diagnosed. And during that time, I spent much of it in the lows. And so I recognize and empathize with the hopelessness that so many of us feel. But, and, so, and I, I went back and forth with whether to you know, share this because one of the symptoms is uh, you know, oversharing and, and TMI. So I, I have to check myself sometimes. But I had an experience recently with uh, the bipolar Reddit community on, on Reddit where I, I just put up a post saying, you know, I have a request. Please do something for you today. Because part of this disorder is it's so hard to motivate yourself. You know, there's days, weeks where you will spend, not be, out, be able to get out of bed, you know. Having to use the restroom is not enough motivation to get out of bed. And so, so it was a long post, and I won't go into all of it, but, but seeing the response from some of the people, you know, saying, you know, I suggested people go outside and go for a walk, and, you know, saying they got out of bed and, you know, ate a meal, you know, that, you know, I ate for the first time in two days, was, was somebody's reply. And so being able to have an impact on someone who, you know, I, I don't know. I know they're screaming. You know, I'm, I'm a random dude on the Internet. He's a random, he or she or them is a random person on the Internet. But feeling that, that impact that I had on someone else was so meaningful for me because I have, you know, I'm in a good place now, but I have been in the darkest steps, you know, and it, it, there's so much that we feel powerless about, you know, geopolitically, national politics, local politics, I guess I'm I'm becoming more politically active, so that's that's where my mind heads. But being able to make a small impact to a couple dozen people who really needed a friend at that moment gives me hope for something better than what we have. So thank you for that. Uh Scott, first of all, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart um, for sharing that. Um, a moment like this for me makes all of it worthwhile. Connecting with you, somebody I don't know in this way, uh, but you're so right. 
making connections, um, making connections to strangers who may be across the world. Uh, I've been doing this online thing from the beginning of chat rooms, message boards, on and on and on until Twitter and every other platform. And just whether it's debating people or talking to people. And, um, but every now and then you'll make a very special connection. And this moment, Scott, with you feels very, very special to me. I, I, I will always remember it and I'll always cherish it. And I respect you so much. Um, thank you so much. This is the beauty of, 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 you know, when I, when I first heard about Colin and I, and I was uh, approached and discussed with them doing this, um, you know, I've always been reluctant to do the, um, I, I tried a podcast a couple of years ago, but I've never really been a YouTube sort of podcast person. I, I, I do like the short form of Twitter and it's where I've expressed myself most or with a written word on, on Substack with my newsletter. But, you know, Leela and I were talking when, when the idea first came up and I thought, you know, this would be great. It would be just so great to talk to the people like Stephanie's a perfect example. And Shano not here right now and others, Walter and others. And now you, Scott, where I thought, you know, Twitter can be so um, impersonal in many ways, even though you do connect with people and boy, would it be great to talk one-on-one -on -one to some of these incredible human beings that I encounter. And, and this truly validated all of that for me. I am so happy that I had this moment, um, to hear from you and I'm sure there's so much more you have to share, you know? So, yeah, so, so am I, I, and think, you know, my thought process was the, the validation and the appreciation and the impact that I felt from that post is something that is worth sharing with others. And if one person who follows you on Twitter listens to it and a little of their hopelessness is, is dead, then I think it's worth me being uncomfortable, you know, putting myself oh. out there. Okay. Well, hundred percent, you know, if I go ahead and do it, because I do, again, want to think about very carefully about doing it, but um, I respect that. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Well, this has turned out to be um, a wonderful conversation as, as they all are. And, you know, it's a handful of us here. And as I said, you know, after it's posted, many more people do listen to it, but this has become just a really sort of special place um, to connect with friends. Uh, Pedro, my, my namesake, um, it looks like you have a question. Scott, thank you again. Uh, go ahead. Can you unmute yourself? Do you have a question? <clears throat> oh, hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I was not thinking of calling, but uh, since this, this has been a great uh, listen, so I, I just called to for a quick uh, uh, a quick thought. Uh, so uh, it's a great subject. Uh, I, I must admit that uh, depression is a, an issue that bothers me a lot, and it's a it's a great, a great question how to deal with it. Uh, uh, what gives me hope is a great question, uh, and I really uh, I've been listening, and I really don't have an answer. So <laughs> I really don't have an answer, but. Um, uh, first, what, what what are the things that depress you, that puts you down? It's it's maybe another interesting question. Uh, for me, it's uh, it's it's war. Uh, the current events, of course, uh, it's war every, everywhere on the news. That's mm -hmm. 
Uh, that's really one thing that puts me down. I mean, I think war is just uh, from a humanity point of view, it's just an unconscionable to me. Like in the 21st century, we are still having wars. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, uh, how to deal with it? Uh, I really don't know. <laughs> uh, I try to engage with people on Twitter and build like a kind of a consensus activism. I guess, I guess that helps. Uh, music, uh, music a lot. It does help a lot. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I, I, I had to say. If... Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, I, I'm so glad that you stepped up and, and shared. And I, and I like the way you, um, you first said, you're not so sure what gives you hope, but do you, you do know what, what brings you down and what's depressing in this world. And that's so true because as human beings, if we have any feelings and any sort of awareness of what's around us, it's impossible not to get down about it. It's impossible. You, you have to put yourself in, a, in really in a bubble and filter yourself off to not be brought down by um, what's out in the world today. And to be and to, to feel hopeless, it's, the, it's it's in many ways the correct reaction when you see all that's around us. So, thank you, thank you, thank you for for expressing yourself and participating. I always appreciate that. You're very um, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what a wonderful conversation this has been. On it's um, it's given me hope. I'll be honest. This 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 question answered itself because, um, you know, I feel hopeful talking to all of you and connecting with all of you. Um, if anybody else has a question or a comment, please step up. Otherwise, we'll wrap. I, I always say I like to keep these things tight because people have their evenings and they have things to do. Um, so I'm going to wrap. Um, but I will say uh, you're all amazing. I deeply appreciate and respect and value each of you. So I hope you have a hopeful um, and, and wonderful rest of your Tuesday, and hopefully we'll meet again um, next week. So thank you again. Thank, thank you very you, much. Thank you very much. You too. Okay. Thank you all. Good, Good night, night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye.